Good morning, America. Rise and shine. Here we are with the Daily Answer. And I want to talk today about the Christian and Vanity Fair. How about that? And I'm not talking about the magazine, which I have never read, which doesn't have much interest in me. But the origin of the title Vanity Fair actually comes from Pilgrim's Progress, written in 1678 and by John Bunyan. That's a long time ago. And it originally meant a place or scene of empty, idle amusement, frivolity, and basically a fair founded by Satan. And in the book Pilgrim's Progress, there was a town of vanity founded by Satan, or the fair there was founded by Satan, and filled it with rogues and cheats, liars, thieves, etc. And John Bunyan wrote that at this fair, from the different um, stalls, you could buy anything you want, wanted, you know, wealth, fame, position, etc. All that was for sale. A little bit like what Jesus tempted, excuse me, what Satan tempted Jesus concerning one of the temptations. If you would just fall down and worship me, then I will give you all the kingdoms of the world sort of thing. I'll give you the easy path. And yet, following the path to heaven, the celestial city, Christian, the main character of Pilgrim's Progress, and a companion by the name of Faithful, they pass through Vanity Fair, wanting only to purchase the truth. And Proverbs 23, 23 warns us about that. Buy the truth and sell it not. And they avert their eyes from the stalls. They're not interested in what the town of vanity has to offer. And this creates a stir. And quickly, these two individuals are arrested as enemies of the local customs and the laws. They're found guilty by Judge Hate Good. And Faithful is actually martyred. Christian Escapes. Published in 1678, it was an allegory, and but it was, you might say, a spot-on allegory. You almost immediately knew what the point was. Pretty hard to miss who's who in Pilgrim's Progress. It was an immediate success. By the time of his death, 10 years later, 100,000 copies had been printed, and over time, it became a, a, a source of quotations and allusions for other books. In fact, in Little Women, the author titled the chapter in which Meg attends her first party, Meg Goes to Vanity Fair. And the readers knew exactly what she was talking about. Let me give some observations here. You know, the modern Vanity Fair could be found in major portions of the internet, television, and Hollywood. Idle, superficial, empty amusement. Superficial entertainment. Empty spiritual calories. Mental and moral junk food. About a year ago, I read Pilgrim's Progress and just recently watched as two individuals interviewed that book. What they found meaningful was that one Christian who is on his journey to the heavenly city 
encounters the people of Vanity Fair and resists their temptations and doesn't buy anything, is only looking for the truth. The people of that town do not ignore him. That's important. They are not so distracted in their lust and pleasures that they miss the presence of Christian and his friend. And neither do they say something like, well, to each his own, or, well, I guess that's your truth, or that's cool, that's cool. Maybe that's not my jam, but that's fine. I respect you for that. You respect my views, I respect your views. Or, who cares if you don't fall for whatever pleasure we're offering? Many will. So you can go your way, kind of like certain car dealerships, especially during COVID. Hey, why should I Why should I give you a deal on this car when someone right after you is going to come in and give full or over market price for it? No reason to give you a deal. So I'm not going to worry about you. They don't do that. Rather, they become hostile. They attack him and his friend faithful. It is almost like, how dare you not celebrate and revel with us in our sins? First Peter chapter 4 sounds a lot like that. When we have Peter speaking to people who had come out of the world, and Peter talks about their former lifestyle. It was a life where they, like a number of us, had pursued a course or the desire of the Gentiles and a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and idolatry. Verse 3, chapter 4. Then he says this, in all this, they, that is the people that did not come out with you, the people that are still there, the people still at Vanity Fair, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation, which means wastefulness. That's what sin is. You're just wasting your life. You're wasting your health. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your mental energies, and you're wasting your money. You're sitting there at the casino. Yeah, dissipation. Okay, sitting at the bar still. Dissipation. Same thing. And and it doesn't it doesn't say and they ignore you. No, they malign you. They speak evil of you. Verse 5 reminds us, okay, but these people speaking evil of you are going to have to answer to God, and they're in trouble. So don't let, let, let it bother you. But isn't that interesting? 2,000 years ago, 400 years ago in Pilgrim's Progress, you know when you've run into Vanity Fair. It is when you hear and experience the mockery, hate, and disdain from the world. It is when people try to cancel you. Back then, back in the time of John Bunyan and back in the time of the Apostle Peter, it, is, it, was, it was never enough for the world that you just stand back and let them destroy themselves. They're not content with that. You know, like, yeah, I'm not going to get in your way, not going to prevent you from fornicating, not going to prevent you from leaving your wife or whatever darkness you're going to go into. I'm not going to stand in your way. No, unless you agree with them, celebrate with them, put their symbols of rebellion on your clothing or Facebook page, you're going to be attacked. They malign you. Maybe that's one reason why Jesus told us to be vocal against the darkness, 
Ephesians 5.11, minds will be vocal against the darkness is because it's going to be vocal against you. It's not going to leave you alone. The reality is that the world will hate you, John 15.18. They hated Jesus. Because your refusal to celebrate and indulge with them really bothers whatever conscience they have left. The only way the people of Vanity Fair can seemingly have a good time at the moment is that all the lights have to be extinguished. All the lights have to be put out. Can't have any lights running around here. We can't have any moral or decent or good people, you know, because they make us look bad. John 3.19. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. That's an interesting verse. So what it means is that if people are on your case, it means they're afraid. They're fearful that they don't have the truth and they don't have an argument. And a lot of them know that. And many of them at three o'clock in the morning, when they might be more honest with you, will admit, yeah, there's a God and yeah, there's a hell. And yes, that's my fate. But I'm trying to pretend during the day. And with me and a lot of other people, we're all trying to pr pretend that that's not going to happen. But yeah, that's real. When people get mad at you because of your faith and integrity, you're blessed. Because they are admitting they see your light. And that light is exposing them. Their real motives, their selfishness. See, if you can live the Christian life, they don't have an excuse. If you can understand the Bible, they don't have an excuse. Your determination to live a godly life removes all of their excuses. So that's why they're yelling at you. Hey, dude, turn out that light. Yeah, don't do that. Keep the light on. But what that does is it shows the fragile nature of the kingdom of evil. They are bothered. They cannot enjoy their sin, even if one little light remains. They have no real arguments. All they have left is mockery. Second Peter 3 verse 4 says, In the last days mockers will come, following after their own lusts. Not following after truth or science or facts, but following after, I want to do what I want to do. Yet repentance is when you stop mocking the truth and moral purity or you start you stop arguing that all christians are hypocrites because they're not you stop arguing foolish things like well there's just no way that we can understand the bible or be in agreement on it not, no uh, uh lots of people have agreement on the bible unity there's there's some good unity out there don't let someone tell you that or no one really is living a christian life or no one can really live up to the standard and everyone kind of has their dark secrets and etc no uh, uh there, there there are people who are all in we find them in the bible joseph and daniel and timothy but there's there's lots of people today that are genuine earnest believers yeah don't, don't try to throw your mud on them don't don't try to paint everything a shade of gray uh, if you don't want to live the Christian life, okay, own up to it, but don't try to bring everyone down to your level. You want people, you want an ideal so that if ever you ever decide to own up and be honest and change your life that, yeah. And I think there's a number of people out there like that. 
that. Yeah, right now that Christian really makes me angry well, because I can't undermine what they believe. But if I ever develop the courage to change, I want to be like them. Yeah, I, I want to be like them. Christian, do not underestimate how many people out in the world actually secretly want to be like you. They secretly admire you. They cannot admit it because their friends would light them up and they don't have the courage right now. But they actually secretly admire you, your life, your marriage, your family. They envy that. So are you still looking for happiness or fulfillment in life at Vanity Fair? Or are you only, like Christian and faithful, interested in buying the truth? Proverbs 23, verse 23. Well, that's today's show. Until next time, see you in the funny papers, my friends.